In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. We've begun a new season in the church, the part of the church year during which the Christian story unfolds in a systematic fashion, Advent through Trinity Sunday, has given way to the long green season during which the Sundays are numbered after Trinity and the lessons vary each week according to the particular lessons. We begin with two weeks of epistles from 1 John. St. John teaches us that we must love and that our love must be expressed through tangible concern for the good of others. As today's epistle says, if a man says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he that does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? This passage plays on the connection between God and those who are made in his image. 1 John is paired today with the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. This parable is troubling because it presents in black and white terms the requirements of love and the consequences of failing to love. As Jesus said, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, you did it unto me. Thus, we empty our wallet for every apparent Lazarus for fear of being held accountable on the last day. The parable is all the more troubling because we know it's not that simple. We learn by experience that to give away money on the basis of apparent need to all who ask is often counterproductive. In a previous location of our church, people with apparent needs drop by regularly. So we decided to keep scrip on hand. This is coupons from the local grocery store which allow you to buy food but not alcohol. We began to give these away to those who came by with needs. And lo and behold, the number of those who came by with needs dramatically increased as those who we helped went and told their friends about the church that was giving away free coupons. When we give, we like to think of ourselves as agents of transformation, providing the help people need to rise above their struggle. Too often we become merely our own little welfare state, increasing our number of dependents with each gift. Yet, there is Lazarus, and he is hungry, and the clear implication of our gospel today is that we are supposed to feed him. The problem is that we have too readily adopted modern secular assumptions about neediness. The modern world rejected the Christian story of the fall of man and the redemption of the world through the cross of Christ. In the place of the cross, the modern world offered various other pathways to a better world. These other pathways 
tended to deny the reality of sin and suggest that if we address the root political, economic, psychological, or social problems, we could solve the problem. However, sin is the root of all problems in this fallen world. The visible problems are signs and symptoms of the disease called sin. There can be no transformative answer that does not answer the reality of sin in our lives and in the structures in the world. In his book, Walking with the Poor, Bryant Myers maintains that the nature of poverty is fundamentally relational and his causes fundamentally spiritual. He describes poverty in terms of four relationships. Relationship with God, with others, with self, and with the creation. We can be poor because we are alienated from God. We can be poor because our relationships with others is one of exclusion. We can be poor because we have a false or inadequate sense of self. And we can be poor because we interact with the creation in the wrong way. Two points can be stressed for today's purposes. First, the poverty of Lazarus is much more than merely a lack of things. Second, we are also poor. Our material prosperity blinds us to our own poverty in relationship to God, others, self, and the creation. Ironically, our poverty is often rooted in an alienation from God and others that is caused by our having or wanting too many things. In this light, we can see the rich man's fence and gate as a source of poverty in two directions. It cuts both the rich man and Lazarus off from the fellowship they need with each other. Their respective needs are different, but communion with the other is the key to wholeness in both cases. If the problem is rooted in broken relationships, the solution must be rooted in rebuilding relationships. This should be obvious to us. After all, God sent his son into the world not to shower us with material blessings, but to restore our broken relationship with our Heavenly Father. This is why the attempt to change or transform people without addressing the spiritual and relational dimensions of poverty is bound to fail. And this is why the church, the body of Christ, is an integral part of the answer to poverty in its various dimensions. Through the church, we are reconciled with God. We develop a right sense of our own worth. We are connected to others in right relationships. We are restored to our proper function as kings 
and priests of the creation. A sort of pendulum swing can be observed here. Historically, an unbalanced emphasis on the salvation of souls to the exclusion of concern about people's material needs led to an imbalance in the other direction. The fight against poverty became merely a fight against material poverty. Vast resources, material resources, were committed to solving material poverty with the result that in most cases we got more of what we paid to solve. Now more people are coming to understand that we cannot separate the spiritual from the physical. Help that really helps must account for the whole person and the entire network of relationships that are disordered by sin. This should give us greater confidence in and commitment to the ministry of the church. In the past, when people asked me what our church was doing for people, I tended to give an answer that spoke of the various programs we had to meet various needs. I now realize that this is wrong. The very community of the church, her life of prayer and sacraments and the grace that come from them, and the relationships that are built in the body of Christ over time are at the very heart of what the church is doing for people. Now when I encounter people with needs that I think we can help, I tell them to come to church. Enter into our community. Get to know us and let us get to know you. Do that for a few years and then we'll figure out how we can help each other. Nobody gets better apart from the new community in which we are reconciled with God, reconnected with each other, develop a right sense of our worth and gifts, and as a result, begin to interact with the creation in a new way. A closer examination of what it means to be poor and what it means to love makes us look at Lazarus and ourselves in a different way. Love is hard because it means working to restore relationships that are broken, which are at the root cause of our poverty. Relationships are messy. They require a lot of work and a lot of time. It is so much easier when all we have to do is write a check. However, as St. John tells us, this is the commandment that we have from him, that he who loves God, love his brother also. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.